The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Hi, welcome to Past Yet Present. I'm Marilyn Capp, spiritual medium and author of Love is Greater Than Pain. Those who passed share our need for love, understanding, and resolution. Together, we go from communication to collaboration. Welcome back to Past Yet Present. I'm very excited about what we will be speaking of today. Our friend Michaela, who's channeled in several times, has already come in to talk about what she'd like to say. And her parents are here, Carrie and Johnny are here back again to talk about how the signs came in following, I was about to say that little trail, but uh, Michaela broke in when we were chatting about it earlier and said, well, it's like a, a, a breadcrumb trail like Hansel and Gretel. And then she said, no, she wants a candy trail, like little chocolates. But they have been following a trail of communication that goes back in time and in the present, and they'd like to share it with us because... There's so much going on, especially when somebody is transitioning out of body or has transitioned suddenly. There's so much, and it's it's actually quite impossible to feel everything that's going on. I, I could only imagine. So welcome, Carrie, Johnny, hello. We're so happy to be here. We're so, so grateful to be oh. able to share with everyone here and in this um, beautiful energetic vibe that's going on. Feels really special. Oh, it it is, and and Michaela, she's so sweet. She was she's been dancing around all morning and very excited that we're doing this together. And the main theme seems to me today to be about all the many ways they communicate with us, how they help us. We've had, in fact, Harry. We talked about his channeling this morning. He talked about how we've been downloading so much help as we're going through some medical things that are going on. And it's interesting how they're available to us after they go out of body, but sometimes that consciousness and that expansiveness can surprise us in ways that you found out after you went back and really went over some of the things that you hadn't been completely um, aware of right before and around the time of her transition. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that I was so desperate to connect uh, and communicate with Michaela right after her her passing. And luckily, we were fortunate enough to have a, a brief conversation with you at her celebration of life where you told me she's right here. And that that eased my pain in that moment when you told me that. I thought, okay, I... I want to hang on to that. But as time went by and before we were able to sit down with you again, I 
was concerned about whether we were communicating or whether there was a connection there. I just was looking for something and wasn't sure. And as I would meditate quite a bit, as I wanted to quiet my mind, and sometimes I would just cry uh, in the meditation, but sometimes I would be able to just quiet enough to hear something. And at one point, I got a download of a sentence that said, the awareness of the connection is the connection. And I realized at that moment that just being aware of how deep our connection was to our daughter, Michaela, that just that awareness was actually the connection. And it turned out the communication that I was hoping for so much and and hoping to have. And we, we were fortunate enough, our kids both live close and we're a very close family. And we saw Michaela every couple of days when she wasn't living at home and spoke to her on the phone. But kids like to text and there was a lot of texting going on. Uh, we can hear her voice and the emotion behind the things that she was saying. And so shortly after her passing, I couldn't look at the text messages. They were too painful and the cards were too hard to look at. But with time and recently, I went back and looked at about six months of past text messages and some beautiful handmade cards. And I realized that there were some very profound things that Michaela was sharing with us, connecting with us on these very special things she was trying to tell us about her spirit and about her love for us. And I just thought it'd be fun to share some of these messages. And they're not the necessarily the signs. There's, there's signs and messages afterwards, but there was also signs ahead of a passing that are very beautiful. Michaela passed away in, in April on her birthday, her 22nd birthday. But in September, her dad and I had been to a wedding and I just was sharing some photographs with her. And she texted to each of us that she had chosen the wedding songs that she was going to dance to with her dad and with me. And that she had picked these wedding songs out in sixth grade. Well, I didn't know anything about this. And she was 21 years old and she was sharing these songs and they were, you know, heart heart, you know, pull your heartstrings type of songs. A song for Johnny about being daddy's, always being daddy's little girl and a song for me about having the best day ever together. That was September when she shared these wedding songs that she wanted, which was such a sweet, sweet gesture. And in December, she um, shared a text with me just completely randomly about how it said, I hope to be as good and beautiful of a mommy as you are one day. And uh, my response to her was, oh, that's sweet. We're just running into Trader Joe's right now. <laughs> and I didn't understand the depth of what she was saying. But looking, looking back on it, it was such a special compliment. She also sent us a, a beautiful card saying uh, at, at, in December saying that every, we were the parents that everyone wished they had. I was the greatest mom of all time and would always, in all caps, be her best friend. 
and that Johnny would always be the number one man in her life, despite any boyfriend she had. <laughs> in February, she wrote, you're my Valentine, first thing on the 14th. And in March, she said the luckiest thing that ever happened was to be born into our family. At Easter, it was just the four of us, something very casual, just sitting around the table. When she randomly stood up and stood behind her brother, stood behind her dad, and and stood behind me and told us how blessed she was to have each and every one of us and gave us a hug from behind and said how much she loved. And she just went around the table to our little family of four, but she went around each one of the three of us and told us how much she loved us. And that was uh, nine days before she passed. Two weeks before she passed, she said she finally decided what she wanted to be to do with her life, that she wanted to be a voice for the voiceless and to be an animal activist. So these were, these were somewhat random texts, but in a, sh- in a short period of time, and there were other things, you know, picking things up from the store, and do you want to meet us for dinner, and all those others, but just some very beautiful messages that really spoke to us about that connection. And I think so many parents are looking for that connection to their child afterwards. And I think that there's so much of that connection, it never goes away. And the communication, that it can be there so present beforehand. And then you get all these beautiful signs and then messages afterwards, but very profound messages come in ahead of time, thanks to technology, but uh, text messages. And I just have one more I wanted to share, and it was a a really interesting quote she showed me one day. And when she showed it to me, it was way over my head. I didn't know, I didn't understand why she was showing it to me, and it was something that she had run across but felt that it was special enough to share it with me. And it's an Osho quote, and I do understand it now, but I didn't understand it then. She said, the body is only a temporary house, a caravan sarah, an overnight stay. In the morning, we have to go. But consciousness is the eternal pilgrim, a journey without any beginning and without any end. It is a journey of dances and songs and music and poetry, a festive journey, a ceremony without any reason. Just being is enough. I didn't know who Osho was. I had to look it up. But when she shared it with me at the time, it just was, I didn't understand it. And I just thought, oh, that's, yeah, that's special. And I think I responded and she just showed it to me on her phone. But I think it's amazing that she sent that to us and shared that with me. And I have it typed out. And it was, it said a lot about what her spirit was preparing preparing to do, and she wanted to make sure that we all knew how loved we were. That is, even I'm speechless, that is so profoundly beautiful, and Michaela is right here. And, you know, she says it's interesting even to her that, you know, I, me, Marilyn, because of channeling, I've come to believe that we all have access to all, to our higher self, to divine consciousness. And she's saying, you know, it's really interesting because 
Her heart is so happy that all of that came through her while she was here. And yet she wasn't thinking about or conscious of, you know, even thinking, you know, the transition did not enter her mind. And yet, obviously, a piece of her soul was picking up on something. And in preparation, she says, in whatever way I was preparing you, I was also preparing myself, though, of course, she didn't know this consciously. And she wants to add something. She says, you know, I understand now and only because you said it right now in real time about a voice for the voiceless. Um, you know, we've talked about what she's doing out there and she is so happy, excited, elated to have the relationship that she has with both of you because you're consciously aware, you know she's there, even if she's not doing something at that moment, you feel her, you know. That comes back to what you said, which is, it's, well, could you say that line again, that the consciousness is the connection, the awareness of the connection? Fortunately, with meditation, I highly recommend meditation for anyone who has lost someone that they're hoping to connect with. This came just as a, a download, something that I would never have come up with, and I knew it would, came from Michaela. And I wrote it down, and it was the awareness of the connection is the connection. Okay, so she's if she's giving you a hug right now, She's saying this is exactly what she had planned for today because what she gets to do out there, and I'm just getting wave after wave from her, is she is a voice for the voiceless because this is how it is for her out there. Because she has so much joy and growth with her family. Again, kids are always saying heaven is in Everyone is saying heaven is in heaven if we can't be with and help the ones we love. It isn't against the rules to help us. The rules are in place. We, in body, have to choose over and over and again the high vibration things, the sunsets, the hugs, all the sweetness, and that keeps us here so that we're allowed to raise our vibration through the earth plane, not in denial of it, and that's how we raise our vibration so that we can reach them more fully. So when you have all of this communication going on with her and she's elated by this and doesn't have to live without consciously in real time her parents love now the other kids out there they get their parents love of course they do of course they do but as we've talked about before she's helping groups of kids who want to get through to their parents whose parents are in whatever level of grief and whatever is going on for them whatever learned behavior and of course there's no judgment for this we're all trying our best and it's, it's the worst thing that could happen. How could somebody even, you know, so she's working with all these kids and because she's, she's their mentor, because she's achieved that with you. And so she says that these kids feel voiceless because they're coming through to their parents. I'm okay. I'm okay. Please. Again, it doesn't mean don't grieve. It doesn't mean, you know, not processing it that way. But these kids are very frustrated. And again, be careful that you don't get mad at yourself that you didn't pick it up sooner. We're all learning together. But they feel voiceless when it comes to their parents sometimes, to their families. They want to come through and let you know to breathe, that it's okay. And, and again, breathing is subjective, I know. It's, it's, but 
it's interesting because you just brought exactly, exactly what she wanted, her message. It's, yeah, it's astounding. They're all kind of giggling out there. There are a lot of kids here. Here you have a message that you downloaded a while back. This is where, you know, time is subjective, space, all of that. You know, they say everything that's happening is happening. It's amazing because you just told the world, anybody who's listening, what these kids want their parents to know because they're frustrated and not being able to get through the way they would like to. And your daughter is the living proof, the vibrational, consistent proof that this can be done. And so she feels she's, oh, that's so funny. She just looked at me and patted me on the back. Um, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a teacher for the deaf. And um, that was my big thing. I taught myself sign language. I didn't know anyone who was deaf. Now I understand. And she's saying it's, it's look, look, energy is the first language. Oh, she's laughing sign language. She says, look at the energy that comes with our language, with our cadence, with our emotion. Sign language, you could do it like a dance. It's so beautiful. It's all about the, the many waves and vibrations of communicating. But what you just shared, all these kids want to get out there to their parents. If you hear anything, anything, please repeat that again about, but it's, it's interesting. She wants you to do it. She wants you because you're the mom and you are proving to people. I think you're, you're, there are no words. It's beyond yeah, and I think that the thing that is, you know, and I've gone back and, and started thinking about how I felt within those first couple of weeks after she transitioned. And I was so much looking for communication. And I think that connection is already there. And I think that when parents are looking for communication or or loved one you know someone who's lost someone that I know lost I know that I lost uh someone who their so their significant other someone very close to them is no longer here in the physical I got you see I I, I get here from Michaela as well it's said it's not lost um is that we're looking for communication you, you need to go see a medium. You need to understand. You're not, you're not getting the signs, the communication, but it's the connection. And I think that the connection never goes anywhere. And if you can tune into the connection and the awareness of that, you are always connected. I mean, you're connected by love. You're connected. And that that is that the awareness of that love, the awareness of that connection is the connection. And the connection is a form of communication. And just as you were speaking about in the previous podcast, it's that energetic connection that is a form of communication. So I feel like so often, and, and for me myself, I was looking for some profound words that experience went in a in a reading with you where uh, you know, full sentences and all this information and all the and that's beautiful, but it's also starts with the baby steps and it, the baby steps are just that awareness of the connection and knowing that your connection with your, your child or the person that you love, it's no longer in the physical. 
just that awareness of the connection is the connection. Like it's already happening. And the joy in your voice is palpable. And Michaela's excited about that. And she says, Mom, we're collaborating. We are the voice for the voiceless. And she's laughing and she says, here's something else to ponder when you consider everything you're saying. Um, most people, some people, you know, might have an inkling before if they're thinking of having a child, maybe they pick up the feeling of the child before the baby comes in. Um, a lot, you know, there are people who will feel an entity around before conception. Then, of course, there's the nine months of, of the waiting. When all of that is prepping, you know, that entity is around us. And maybe not all the time, but it, it's pretty common for somebody who sees auric fields to see if um, there's an extra little auric field hanging around. The other thing is our daughter came in this morning, was talking about a friend who's, who's you know, the cat was her husband's and never had an interest and all of a sudden is on her lap. And of course, you know, oh, okay, she must be pregnant. It's really interesting, all the energy that comes in with our coming into body and the prep. And if they're doing that, hanging around, it doesn't mean they're, you know, they're flying around. It isn't like they're sitting in your stomach. I think they get a little bored. I mean, they're in there growing, but they also astral travel just like we do at night. And there's a lot going on. So she's laughing and saying, Mom, if we have that connection before we come into body and then we have all of our life experiences, why would we just like go away? We can. And, and the proof is in the pudding that if, you know, and, and this is true also of children coming in by other means. Pushing a baby out is not the only way to have a soul in your soul family come through. And they're telling us that all the time. Sometimes souls will have something to work through with other people or bless other people with a learning experience. And then they come through and that, you know, with epigenetics, that, you know, genetic DNA is important, but that emotional and spiritual is, and you could even say epigenetics. Well, it's still, it's really about soul business. It's all about, it's all, she says, we got monkey business, she just said, and then we got soul business. And then she says, monkey business is very, very important because we need to stay whimsical and we need to try and stay with the humor. And she's pointing out the joy in your voice, talking about something so serious. You know, it's it's interesting because, you know, I, I love that I channel and sometimes I feel like I don't have the right to say anything because I, I don't know that experience and I'm very grateful. And this when I was thinking about it and this morning, um, I saw on Facebook the dad of one of the young men we channel. Oh, he's right here. He's the one who thinks <laughs> Michaela is really cute. Of course we're going to connect today. If Michaela shows up, Connor's right there. <laughs> so his his dad posted something this morning, and I hope it's okay with him that I'm repeating this, that um, people who judge how long somebody should be grieving, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, how long somebody could grieve or that they should be, you know, kind of done with that or they need to. He said, obviously, they don't understand and that's good. We're grateful that you should never understand. They'll never understand and that's okay. And then another friend whose son is out of body um, responded and she said, oh, did I laugh when I saw that? They have no idea. And it hit me just now when she said the, laugh, the laughing is so important. And of course, that's a little bit of a more wry and ironic laughter. But, um, you know, I, I always want to point out, you know, your, 
you're living this. The communication is coming through. Um, I'm so grateful to channel. And of course, you know, know Mikhail and get to know people the way I do. I'm so grateful. But you're in the field and you can talk to people in, in a way that nobody else can unless they've had the experience. She's hugging me for pointing it out. She just wants to say when joy comes through your voice. You know, when, when I channel, I'm laughing with joy because the kids are. But when you're mirroring and that joy comes through you, she says you are the living, breathing example of somebody who's in the field, who can teach others, who can mentor. You are doing exactly what she's doing with the kids out there. That there is light and there is expansion and we can't judge and we can't you know, your own grief that's coming through. But I really believe that what you downloaded about the connection is so true and it just opens up the pathway to the joy coming in that dances along with, of course, all the physical grief that has to be happening. And I thought one of the things that you mentioned when you were speaking about energy, I thought about how connection like you you plug in an electrical cord and then you have that energetic energy, the energy that comes when you sort of are connecting and I, the connection and the energy, energy was something I really didn't understand with uh, relative to Michaela's passing. But then I realized shortly thereafter that the energy is where everything is, that we're all energy and that everything is energy and how if you really tap into that thought about energy, they don't go anywhere. And they're they're literally, when you said she's right here, she's literally right here. That just even if it's something you're not sure about, I know that both of those things helped me so much uh, feel into that connection, which evolved into communication as well. But the um, the writing and the speaking to her uh, directly, as you say, uh, maybe it's just a good night or I love you in the morning. But then communicating with her during the day um, also just pretty much all the time, like much like I would if she was here. If something funny happened, I think about her and, and talk to her about it. And But there's so much energy around that connection. And I almost want to say like connection and communication are one and the same because you're communicating with energy um, part to heart. It's it's amazing. I, I downloaded as you were talking, um, I, I thought I had a thought and of course Michaela could pick up on it. I remember in science class when we were young, there was the phrase um, matter can either be created or destroyed. What was that? Yeah, that whatever is here is here. Matter can either be created or destroyed. Then when we got older, they said, well, that's really not true. They said that just to make things easy for us kids. And I, that came into my head and Michaela said, it is true about energy. Energy can't be destroyed. Created, of course, but that energy is there. It's there. And there's no question about it. And, and the whole thing is, I think there's such, that's such an important point to make. The, there's no discrepancy between the connectedness and the communication, because the connectedness and the bond can't be broken. Can't be broken. Even even if your, your kid was mad at you before they left the house and something happened. I, I've channeled for so many kids who have come through and said, oh yeah, you know, I was mad, but that's baloney. Here's what I, you know, it, it's, or even if they went out angry or helped themselves leave, 
and, and they might not have been in their right mind or something going on. That bond, our soul bond, we are together before any of us come in. It's, it's there. And I think that just recognizing the strength of someone that, some, someone, I switched all over to people because they're all talking over here. But when people realize that that's the truth and they don't have to be looking for something else that might not be there yet, that makes a very big difference. The bond can't be broken. And where are they going to go? Oh, a bunch of kids just back here said, especially if you're mad at us, where are we going to go? You're our parents. If we screwed up, and that's not the language they used, where do you think they're going to go right away? And um, Michaela just said, I should include the, it, it's so unfortunately, but I've heard this so many times, whether a kid has fallen asleep at the wheel or maybe there's some toxic, you know, toxic stuff going on. But kids who, who sometimes go out so quickly that they don't know they're out and their first thought is, oh, you know, whatever. Um, mom's going to be mad. Dad's going to kill me. Their first thought, even if they're jarred out of body and, and didn't see it coming or even understand that they are, and sometimes they don't know that they are for that couple of seconds until grandma shows up, their first thought is for the parents, for the people they love here, regardless of what's going on in that day and if they're grouchy. And so... She's, she's saying, Michaela is saying what you're doing by helping everyone. You know, what we keep saying is look up and say, hello, good night, good morning, thank you. Whatever it is, even if you're not, in quotes, getting signs yet, I, I think what you downloaded is the epitome of the truth that these kids want to hear. And I'm laughing. I started, I, I had the thought to say the culmination of, but she says just the beginning of the collaboration with you helping souls connect and realize that the connection is always there. And it's that feeling, she says, I've used this analogy before, but she wants to add to it. It's the idea of, you know, somebody going to the vacation house before we can go. And she says, you don't want to bang your head against the wall until you meet up with us. You want to be in, in better shape and we can have messages and we can communicate and we continue to grow in a parallel path if we choose. And of course, that's not negating the grief, but that it's there, it's there. And to hear just the awareness being, it's, it's, it's what we need. It's just the awareness. All these kids are just asking their parents, just sit right now. You're sitting there anyway. Take a deep breath, unless you're driving, in which case pull over if you need to or wait till you get home. But take a deep breath. And what do you feel? And I'm just, all these kids that are right here are positioning themselves, most of them on the right-hand side of the parent, um, some in back, they will do anything to come across. And um, it's, oh, she says there's another thing. There's another thing that you know how, and we've talked about how people who haven't gone through the experience and are very, you know, frightened by it, that they'll not communicate or that they'll pull back and you know, there, but for the grace of God and all, all of those human emotions, which humans feel. Oh, I just, uh, what was it she wanted to say? Michaela is working with all these kids out there, um, and some of young adults too, who are working so hard to get through to their parents. And of course, we, we're not trying to load up the guilt on the parents, like, why aren't you getting this right? It isn't about getting it right at all. And 
the thing is that they're saying that sometimes they feel like they, we, we, Michaela started to say like sometimes people on earth don't know what to say. Do you know that sometimes these kids don't know what to say to their own parents or how to help them because it's uncharted territory for them too. Of course, they have the soul wisdom and they're out of body and seeing what's going on. But sometimes, you know, they'll want to be all over everybody. And other times, if there's a lot of emotion, they might want to tread lightly to not be too upsetting or to not, you know, they hug lightly. They don't want to knock you over. So the thing is that this is a new concept I have not heard before, but Michaela is saying that sometimes the kids out of body will align their energy with the parents so that they know the parents want. And so they'll bring signs. But when you realize that it's an inside job, what you're talking about, what you're downloading, making the space for that, they want to do that. They want to come and like kind of morph with us and put their feet on the ground through ours. No, not a horror movie, not possession. We're, we're talking about just that big hug. They want to bring it through. And depending on what's going on with us, they're aligning and it isn't that they're so trepidatious, but they want to align that energy to be the best for us. So what happens is there seems to be a bit of contagion and they're saying it with humor and with love, something to get through and, and to notice that it's almost kind of fun. So don't get upset about this as you've had this experience, but you're worried about, you know, if they get it, if you hear it, if they, your kid's doing the exact same thing and they're almost doing the dance with you, feeling you because it's a way they, they can feel you and align with you. And so they're not having the same kind of frustration, like, oh, this might not happen, because they know it will. They know it's inevitable. They're not going anywhere. So they're looking at it from that confidence. So don't get scared that we're upsetting them that way. They know they're right there. If, if we hug somebody up and they don't hug back, we're still hugging them up. If you love somebody and they're just not in that place, we can still love them. The thing is that this whole transition from getting it right, looking for the signs, looking for it from, she says, look, you're putting, the Michaela's saying, you're taking all the pressure off us. Instead of waiting for us to bring the signs, think about the connection that we've always had. And, and that's what kids have been saying all along. Throw me a kiss goodnight. Say hello in the morning. Say good job. This is what I'm doing out here. Even if you don't know it, look up and say, yeah, I know you're doing it. One mom knows that he's, he, her son has been following medicine. He shows up in some of our things sometimes. He's learning. She's so proud of him. It gives him fuel. And then he still sits around with his brother and watches TV and watches the video games with them. And there's balance. And does that mean they're not okay out there? They're doing everything they need to do out there. They're growing and expanding. What's the biggest growth and expansion? Love, us, 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 and getting through to the humans that they love. And when you have that breakthrough, like you just had, you know, just, you downloaded that a while ago, which you just shared with everybody. And maybe many people have had that. It is so profound. I mean, I channel, and of course it's obvious, but I, I didn't think of it, and I'm not in the position to put it that, to... My need is different, you know? I think Michaela just, you know, brought that in for you and you're sharing it with all her pals out there is going to help everybody. All her pals out there being the kids who will be patient and not frustrated as they realize that, of course, we humans have caught on how it works, 
how it really works. But what you did is you gave the invitation to the parents who don't need to know anything, get it right, have had the perfect conversation beforehand, whatever it is, to explore the relationship as it is because it continues without interruption. And that's a given that they're always trying to get out there. And you just, I, I think you, she's laughing when you talk about a voice for the voiceless. It's a voice for, you know, some, we feel like the kids out there, you know, those, of, those who don't hear them, they might think they're voiceless when they're not. But it also is extremely empowering for us because we might think we're voiceless, but then we remember they get everything we, we put out. They get every single word. But most importantly, it's not about the words. And what you downloaded, and I, I believe really is the foundation of truth for the magnificent relationship you're able to have with Michaela and that she's teaching others to have, is the understanding that nothing else is needed because we're already in love. Even if we're, even if we're grouchy, I mean, we're in love. And that love continues. And it was going on before conception, whether it was conception at home or somewhere else, and it goes on after going out of body. That always goes. And my mom just said, yeah, it goes for the parents too. Parents and children, we don't, and however you got here, whatever the bond is, this goes for aunties and uncles. It goes for so many emen who we talked to, who's a death doula, who really did so much with his nephew, with Amir, the collaboration, and now the communication, of course. It's really just understanding what's already there. And, and you expressed it in a way that I, I've never heard before. And it's, it's just so simply beautiful and yet profound, and it is everything. And it didn't come from me. <laughs> and that's exactly where I was. And that it, when I was meditating initially, I was trying so hard. And I wanted, you know, I wanted to her to like pop into my mind's eye, uh, you know, fully the way she looked in the physical and as we were going to have communication back and forth because I felt that that's what I had seen or read about and that seemed to me like I, I, I was trying so hard for that and then literally I got that information the the awareness of the connection is the connection and I wrote it down and I read it several times until I really understood what she was trying to tell me and it was like you're already doing it. <laughs> like you're, you're, you don't have to try to be connected. You're already connected. Just be aware that you're connected and it's happening. And it just, you know, came in from there uh, more and more connection and communication from that time. But once I realized and got out of my head with the trying so hard to have something in particular happen that I was expecting, that's what happens when I realized that it was just being aware that we were connecting just by quieting my mind and, and sending her loving thoughts and that she was, that was the connection. We were already connected. It was already happening. But it came, it, 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 wait a minute. She is laughing and laughing and jumping around and she's saying, aha, but it came through, it came through us. It came through us and you're sharing it. You know, 
it, it's interesting when, if our kids travel, my mom is out there and I'm a worry wart. And if they can't call in from wherever, I have my satellite. That's my mom. Oh yeah, they're okay. You are doing this with Michaela for on so many levels, but you're doing it to bring forth and teach people how it works when they think it's so much more complicated and something they don't already have. And you know, you know, she's laughing and she's saying, do you know she was mirroring you and trying too hard too? Because when you're looking and when you're wanting it to be a certain way that you've been taught or you think it should be or, okay, do this and then I'll know, they're trying really hard to accommodate us. And of course they think it works that way too a lot of the time. They're looking to do those things. So basically it's like when you have a whole lot of stuff to discuss with your kid and a whole, have a whole lot to talk about, but you just need to embrace first, whether it's in body or one is out of body. It's that sharing of the love. It's that connection. And, and that's the foundation that everything else is built on. And you're right. It's already there. And it's interesting. I love the fact that they talk about how what they're going through often mirrors what we're going through and that we're holding hands in parallel, going and, and learning and expanding and now she says you're getting nuances that, like, you, you hear her laugh. You hear her. It's, it's really just incredible. I, I remember many years ago, I was lucky to have, you know, different mentors and doctors, and we would play with energy and stuff like that. And this guy just looked at me and he said, don't try too hard. It isn't work. If you try too hard, the brain is involved, and it's just going to get in the way. And again, the brain is a wonderful thing. But Michaela's laughing and saying, you know, it's the soul that retains everything you know we're dealing with memory issues with some family members and I know my parents had dementia I remember one time my mother was frustrated because she couldn't remember something and I kind of channeled this I said oh don't worry it's it just fell off the shelf it's all in there and what I've come to understand is all the memories all of that that's the soul's possession they the soul remembers all the brain is what categorizes and all of that so when we're in body we tend to think that the brain can be the one in charge of this and say, okay, we're going to do this now. We're going to sit down and come. There's so many things we can sit down and do with our brains and, and they serve us beautifully. But really the brain is, is not high frequency. I mean, we're high frequency, but the brain is, is not the organ that's going to have the communication. It's exactly how you acknowledged and drop down into the heart and let go of the brain. And the brain will tell you, and I'm sure... There are many things always happening to remind you that it isn't the way you would have liked it. And yet, when you drop down into the heart, what exists is there. And so it's, I really think it's the heart energy with that expansion. And again, all the memories, all of that, everything is reserved. They remember everything, you know, They're, they do, and they can help us with it. But underneath the memory, more important than any memory... You know, if, if you're with somebody who's getting ready to go out or welcoming in a baby, or it's, it's all lovely, but we're not thinking we're loving. We're just loving. And isn't that the true soul communication? Oh, that's the connection. Yeah. yeah. Love. love is the ultimate connection. You just tune into that love and that connection that you have with your child and you'll see it's all right there. It is. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because I can channel and channel and channel, but the truth can come from, you know, the people who are living this, 
who feel it, who know it. And again, I feel the channeling and I love them. But you can you can really address people and address the issues in a way that I, I can't, I don't have the right to. And when you can, it's it's like I want to cry with joy and, and cry just because we'd all like it to be the way we'd like it. But the fact that you can share joy and help bring people to the vibrational level that their kids are hoping for so that they can just rest easy in the arms and the heart of their parents' love, recognizing that it's happening. And then they'll start playing with signs and all that stuff, but isn't it just the tucking in, the hugging, that kiss, that's that's number one. And I, I think you're really right. As a channeler, I was looking at the signs, and they do this and they do that. And you're teaching us it's all the heart, it's all love, and everything comes from that. And that just never ends. Absolutely, and that's where often the love is greater than that than the pain. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. And and for a parent to be able to say that, you know, Amir said it to his mom, but for a mom to say it, it, it is really profound because it really is true that the bonds of love are constant and forever and. And as we know, you know, I've been doing this a long time, and, and again, we're all young, but, you know, I channel for people, and then eventually I channel them for their loved ones. And it's just a continuous love, communication. It never ends. And this is, this is who we are and what we are, really. It really is. Thank you. Thank you for sharing in ways that they're dancing out there and they're joyful. And if you're listening to this, and if any of this resonates with you, Take a deep breath. Do the protection. We clothe ourselves in a robe of light composed of the love, the power, and the wisdom of divine consciousness. We wear it not only for our own protection, but also so that those who see it or come in contact with it can be drawn to divine and healed. See, we, I, I did it quietly before we started, but they're saying to do it now out loud because basically that's all about love. It's, it's an invitation for the highest frequency and take a deep breath and feel them because the love is all around you and it never, never, never ends. Oh, thank you, Marilyn. It's beautiful to speak to you today. And thank you for tuning into Past Yet Present because <laughs> that's really what it's about. They may have passed, but boy, are they present. And we are together and growing. And thank you, Carrie. Thank you. And Michaela is weaving and saying, I love you. I love you too, baby. Thank you for sharing this energy in space. Together, we collaborate, raising the vibration for all. I'm Marilyn Cap, author of Love is Greater Than Pain, and you can find me at marilyncapp.com. Remember, the healing continues with those who are past yet present. I'm Michelle Phillips, a celebrity makeup artist, beauty expert, self-confidence coach, and Hay House author. My podcast, Beauty and Beyond, is the place for women navigating the challenges of the aging process. Listen in for my professional advice, as well as my expert guests, as we share valuable tips, practical tools, and empowering resources to help you not only look amazing, but also live an amazing life part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and available wherever you get your podcasts.